This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, brought to you by Profits Plus Solutions. Increasing your profits plus building your business for the future. We are Profits Plus. You can find us at ProfitsPlus.org. This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Now, the host of Small Business Conversations, principal of Profits Plus Solutions, here is Tom Shea. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Small Business Conversations, and welcome to St. Patrick's Day. We are March 17, 2022, and I trust we're all wearing green or uh, eating some fine Irish food or perhaps a little bit of uh, a brew. I saw somebody this morning who uh, put a picture on Facebook. They were enjoying a brew, and Oh my gosh, this is early. So I realized they were in Ireland in a bar that had been opened something like seven or eight hundred years ago. And it's interesting when we look at other countries, what we think in the United States is being old, and then we see something like that and go, "Wow, what a what what a difference there is between one country and a, and another." Tonight's program is one that we have a tradition of doing every year. Because it's, to us, it's, it's very important. It's important because we're going to talk with folks whose sole purpose in their work is helping those of us who own small businesses. And from my experience over the years, these folks, the credit or the recognition that they deserve for all that they do, because they are all across the United States, The organization I am talking about is commonly referred to as the SBDC, and the SB stands for us, Small Business Owners. This is a network of people whose special skill set allows them to help us, to advise us, to be sounding boards for what we are doing. if they don't have the answer, these people know how to find the answer. They, they are that good. And with that intent in mind, we make a happy first inviting the gentleman who is the president of America's SBDC, Mr. T. Rowe. T., you are with us tonight? I'm here. Good evening, Tom. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And to you, sir. And thank you so much for coming and being with us. We appreciate that you would... Uh, volunteer your evening to be a part of the program. And then each year, we also invite someone who is the director of one of the state-level SBDCs. And for our program this year, we have invited my next-door neighbor from the state of Missouri, State Director Greg Tucker. Greg, you're there, sir? I am, Tom. Hi, and uh, again, happy St. Patrick's Day. To you, sir, as, t- as well. And to everyone who is listening to it tonight, whether you're listening to it live or listening to it as a recording, we are glad to have you there. So, as we appreciate everyone joining us for the program, I remind everyone that the program tonight, Small Business Conversations, is being recorded. It will be on our Profits Plus website as an MP3 and MP4 file that you can click and listen to or that you can download to your personal listening device. Small Business Conversations has, in the last couple of years, have been picked up by a number of podcast services. Let me name just a few of them for you. Amazon Music, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, 
Castro, Google Play, iHeartRadio, iVox, Listen Note, Overcast, Pandora, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, Verbal, as well as anything that plays through the smart device that you may have at your home. All you have to do is tell your smart device that you want to listen to Small Business Conversations with Tom Shea. The program is, is going to uh, pop up for you. So with that being said, knowing that it will all be up there in the various forms for people to listen to at their convenience, let's start with T. T, if you would, uh, yes, sir. tell us the essence of, of SBDC. Even explain the acronym, but, you know, Tell us the things that an SBDC does. Ah, wow, that could take up the whole hour. <laughs> we, um, the, the Small Business Development Centers, this program, is, this organization has been in existence for over 40 years. Uh, and, and the whole idea behind it is to bring the knowledge and the skills from the business community and the higher education community to Main Street. So that's why SBDCs are located or hosted by colleges and universities like the University of Missouri. And, uh, but their centers are out in the community. So they could be at the public library like in Boulder, Colorado, or they could be at the town hall. And the whole point is to provide small businesses with information on management, finance, um, literally international trade regulation. We provide services on uh, location, business location. We'll, we'll pull information up from our SBDC net and uh, find out where the best place would be to locate your business, what your competition is going to be like, all of that. It's an exhaustive list of services um, and, and assistance that our counselors provide. And we have roughly 3,000 advisor counselors all around the country. And we used to have about 900 uh, centers were down to about 650 because with the pandemic we've gone online so there aren't as many satellite centers as there used to be but we're still out there is the SBDC in every state oh every state uh, there are let's see there's 63 networks now because uh, there's a new one coming on in the Commonwealth of the Northern Marianas so I'll give you an idea. We are in every single state and in all the territories, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands. Um, we have five networks in California, four in Texas, um, and uh, we're everywhere. You know, when I say we have 650 centers, I mean there are 650 locations all across America. So as they uh, are in all these locations, they have full-time staff at each of them? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have, well, some of our satellite centers might be part-time because 
even with 2,800 advisors, or 2,800, 3,000, something like that, we're still spread pretty thin because it's a big country. There's no doubt about it. Um, but our services are there full time. All you have to do is go up to, you can go up to our website, which is www.americassbdc.org. We have a locator system on there. You can use your zip code. You can go by your state. You can find the SBDC near you um, and make an appointment, talk to an advisor, get the help you need. With the advising, is it in person and also uh, well, by way of, uh, say, Zoom meetings? How, how does that work? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's whatever's best for the client. Um, we found over the last couple of years that actually our productivity has gone up because we've got online counseling and advising, but we will go to the client uh, because, you know, a lot of folks like, a lot of folks appreciate that in-person service, and now with the um, you know with the pandemic easing and everything, you know our folks are getting back out there. But it'll depend. I mean, sometimes it's a lot easier to work with somebody online if they're three hours drive away because you're working with the SBDC in Wyoming, say. Um, but um, we're there. We're there to do what, what the client needs. So sometimes that's going to be, you know, getting in the car and driving out, visiting their business, seeing what's going on. Um, we had a lot of work. Um, honestly, we've always done work like that. And, you know, I think we're going to have to do a lot more as things begin to pick back up out of the uh, pandemic-induced recession. <laughs> there is a there's a lot of changes to what has occurred in all of small business and while not to make light of covid there's a lot of businesses that have been the recipients of, of this opportunities to grow their business to to change their business so greg is next door to me all right. I'm familiar with your state very well. Greg, sure. in your state, so where is the headquarters? And we're, so we're using Missouri as an example because there is Missouri right in the middle of the country. What, uh, where's the headquarters for your state, SBDC? So our, our lead center, as we call it, Tom, is uh, based, uh, as T said, at the University of Missouri, uh, where I'm sitting right now in uh, Columbia, Missouri, right in the center of the state. Okay. And then you have branch offices all around the state? We do. We have we have 14 what I'll call physical centers that are based at institutions of higher learning. Uh, we have a center based in a, a, a municipality. We have centers based at, at nonprofits. Uh, one of the things the SBDC does through our centers is we leverage our federal dollars through state partnerships that, that literally double the, the funding we have through, uh, through state match. So we have partners all across the state that help us deploy and integrate these services throughout. So 
when a person is looking at calling to to talk to someone at their their local SBDC, am I correct in thinking that you do things from both sides of the coin? You're a I've got a problem and I need help solving it, or I see a potential opportunity here and I need someone to bounce ideas off of. Uh, we we do, as you say, both sides of that coin. Uh, about 70% of the Missouri SBDC's time is spent, and, and I'll say that has increased over the past two years, is spent with uh, existing businesses, and about 30% are spent with those uh, those startup idea entrepreneurs that you talk about. Uh, but typically what we'll do is, you know, we have a process to, to help people vet their idea through either a business model canvas or a pitch sheet or, or something like that just to begin getting their idea on paper so that they're ju- just not, you know, talking about a different idea each time. But we do serve both sides of that coin, yes, sir. So your SBDC, and I'm going to ask, I'll come back and ask T if it's the same pretty much so across the board, although I realize with that many locations it's hard for someone to speak on behalf of all of them. But while you can take and have someone contact you, uh, you also have webinars for people, and when we're not going through uh, something like COVID, you would also have had live events in schools that a person could go to. Uh, exactly. And, and you know, to, not to speak for T, but we do share our ideas across the network, uh, Tom, uh, so the state directors and through America's SBDC, we do a lot of interaction to, to share the, that expertise. For example, you know, sitting here right now, in two hours, I can be in four different states. So it's silly for, you know, the state directors of those states not to work together and, and to leverage some of that expertise. Uh, but we do uh, on-site uh, uh, training that is typically more customized. We've seen the demand for our on-site training drop a little bit over the past few years, even before the pandemic. And then uh, more opportunities through webinar and podcast and, and uh, you know, virtual offerings. So someone can, can listen to an on-demand class in the middle of the night if they choose. So, so our, our training has evolved. Uh, here in Missouri last year, we held over 500 training events. And, and I like to say across the state, but across the state and virtually. Uh, in 2021. So speaking myself as a, a small business owner, if I find that I have a, an opportunity or that I have a challenge, with the number of people that you have on your staff or any other state or area has on, on their staff, what's the process like to, I, I assume if, if I'm having a problem with something like QuickBooks, or particularly into marketing or understanding financials or something, I'm thinking that you have people who have very special skill sets. Not to uh, not a what shall we say jack of all trades. Uh, exactly, and we we do have you know some what I'll call generalists, but many of our counselors and advisors uh, across America's SBDC are former bankers. Uh, former business owners, you know, I myself uh, owned three businesses before I before I began this career, uh, and and we many of us will have specific expertise that we then share across the state. You know, those those former bankers, for example, are going to have an expertise around loans and and lending, uh, and and we can 
in, in some of our urban areas, we may have more uh, assistance in the higher populated areas that can share that expertise to some of the rural areas. So we do have uh, those specialists, and, and we've seen a lot of specialties uh, develop over the past couple of years uh, around uh, cybersecurity, uh, for example, and, uh, and new business models that you know were were created by the pandemic. Uh, many of those problems of business models have changed uh, because of the pandemic and social distancing. Okay, so T, let me ask you this one. I'm a business owner. Mm-hmm. I see something about my business. Uh, I am, I'm looking for, for assistance. Uh, well, let's cover the first question. I'm guessing someone's going to ask. How much? What do you trust? Oh, well, that's, that's the best part about it. <laughs> uh, the counseling from SBDCs is free. We don't charge a nickel. Um, our efforts that's are supported by... Yeah. Yeah, that's probably my favorite four-letter word, free. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, we're supported by the Small Business Administration and Congress and by our host institutions. As a matter of fact, uh, Congress is actually kind of the junior partner. Uh, the colleges and universities, like the University of Missouri, um, they're putting in more than half the cost of running this program nationwide. Um, which is yeah, it's a great. Which is a wise investment on the part of the government. Oh, it's a it's a great investment. Jobs small businesses create. It's a it's a great oh, place yeah. to put your money. Oh heck yeah! You know, in in an average year, we'll help probably thirteen or fourteen thousand, more than that, fourteen or fifteen thousand businesses get started. And it will help them create close to 100,000 jobs. We'll be doing about one and a half million hours of counseling. And in a normal year, our networks will help them access $6 billion in, in loans and investments. And if you do a comparison, the average SPDC client is getting $7 billion more you know, nationally we're getting seven billion more dollars in sales for our clients. So we're we're returning, you know, depending on the state, we're returning three dollars for every dollar of investment by helping small business. Mm. And you know, in the last last, the the amazing thing, Tom. So I just want to point out, you know, everybody talks about the trouble in the pandemic. But there were bright spots, too. And one of the bright spots for us was 26,000 startups. People who, you know, they had the opportunity, they're sitting at home, they can't go to work, and they said, well, I'm not just going to sit around on the couch doing nothing. And they started up businesses, and we were able to help them. And, you know, it was, when it first started off, we were surprised. We were like, we weren't expecting this, but this is great. And I think that's just a tribute to, you know, small business and entrepreneurship in this country. They amazingly put that many dollars into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. When you begin to look at all the, the numbers, uh, well, example is there's a, a website that I was a part of, uh, IndieRetailerMonth.com, 
and we have a page up there that is nothing but statistics as to this is the type of money compared to big businesses they put into the marketplace. Uh, things like when you spend money with a local business, how many times money is respent in your community as compared to when you get, as we generally call them, the big boys, how few times that money is spent before it goes out. Uh, an example would be a small business needs something such as a piece of paper printed, some form they need in their business. Uh, they're going to go spend that money with somebody locally. You get a big business, and they're calling corporate, and it's showing up on a truck, <laughs> and there's no money spent at all within, within that community. That's the type of differences that a, a small business can make. Or let me share one. I, this is a, we don't have commercials in, during our program, but I've got one tonight that i just really, really impressed with, and I know it's not the only one. It's just something I know. Uh, working on a project, I met a gentleman by the name of Mark Stoner. Mark is quite an accomplished small business owner. And uh, he kind of gets his fingers into multiple things. And what I want to do is a promotion commercial for Mark. This is just so impressive. Uh, Mark's website is poppyandpeep.com. P-O-P-P-Y-A-N-D-P-E-E-P.com. It is a chocolate store. Okay, so I probably... We get a lot of people at this point. It's a chocolate store. And um, as I, I work on a project with Mark, Mark's store in making chocolate has made uh, these little, I don't know, bonbons or whatever you call those type of things, and they come in a box. And Mark says, come to our website, order a box of the chocolates, and 100% of the money that you spend on these box of bonbons is going to buy first aid kits for the conflict that is over in uh, Eastern Europe right now. Many of us know people there. I talked to someone this afternoon, and it was, you know, here's what's going on. This uh, beautiful little box of chocolates. They're done in the purple and uh, yellow colors of the country. Order them, send them to whoever you want. We've ordered some from our house to all the, our, our immediate family. Uh, but you know, that's the thing. A small business will see something there. And for people there fighting on the front line, his little chocolate shop uh, is taking 100% of all the stuff bought of this chocolate. And the chocolates are gorgeous because they get symbols and colors and things from, the, from that part of the country. Uh, and saying, here's our contribution. You know, that's pretty sharp. That's, to me, that's the special thing about a small business. We, we usually don't do a lot of promoting here, but I wanted tonight to take and say, here's the neat one. Um, Mark Stoner is a great guy. Poppyandpeep.com, great place to take and, and order just a, a little bit of chocolate you will definitely enjoy it, and you know, you'll be able to be doing something to, to help someone else. We take a quick station break. You're listening to Small Business Conversations with Tom Shea. Glad that you could join us tonight. We'll be right back. This is PBN, the Profitable Business Network. So our guests tonight are both affiliated with the SBDC. 
We have joining us from the state of Missouri, Greg Tucker, and we have T. Rowe, who is the president of America's SBDC. So, T, since you head the national organization, let's go back and ask you this question. I'm a business owner. I have a question that I have, I'm looking for help with. What's the process? What do I do? Well, you can go about it one of two ways. First thing you could do is go to our website, americasbdc.org, America's and uh, pull up your pull up your pull up the locator on the web page. Use your zip code. Pull in. Say, okay, I'm in. I'll use Columbia, Missouri, for an example. It's like, okay, I'm going to go to the website there, and I'm going to click on it. And there's going to be a couple of phone numbers. There's going to be an opportunity to, you know, and if, it varies from network to network, but um, you're going to be able to either schedule an appointment online or there's a phone number you can just call and um, talk to someone at the SBDC network there and set up an appointment and go in and meet with them. Or you can just look up where the SBDC is and just head on in. Now, for example, on the on the Missouri website, you can log in and build yourself a profile so you're online as part of their system and you can look and you know, you can look at their events and there might be an event on pitching to investors or creating your own brand experience and you just do the online webinar right there uh, now or like I said just check their locations and that button's right on there, and drive over to the nearest SBDC, whether it's in Hannibal or Joplin or Rolla or wherever, um, right there in Columbia, uh, and go and ask them the question. Set up some time, talk with them, and say, look, I've got a business, and I want to expand. I want to get into a sideline doing this. Uh, and that's what they're there for, to answer those questions for you, to help you with it. And, you know, like Greg there, a lot of them are serial entrepreneurs or they're, you know, they've been bankers or accountants, and this is how they're giving back to the small business community. Let me ask you this question, T. Sure. I'm a small business owner in, in some community here. Mm-hmm. Throwing simply just an idea at you, does it make sense that while I may not have the opportunity or I might not have the uh, problem in my business, could I go ahead and, and talk to my local SBDC office and say, I want to meet a counselor, I want to know somebody, I'd like to have them know about my business so that as I see something coming on my horizon, opportunity or challenge, that this person would already know me, be familiar, they can know my business, perhaps if, if time 
allows for them to see my business uh, you know, as compared to calling in the fire department, so to speak. Right, right. Yeah, well, it's always, it's always better to think ahead. So, I, yeah, you absolutely can. That, the big thing about what SBDCs do, and this is, I think, universal in our networks, is it's not just answering people's questions. They're building relationships with business owners. So you have situations where, you know, the average small business is like a family anyway, and all that you're doing is bringing in, you know, your uncle or your a new uncle or a new aunt who's going to help you and, you know, hopefully not be Aunt Bonnie there going through your refrigerator telling you things are expired. <laughs> but, you know, so someone who's going to, someone who's going to, you know, talk with you when you're when you're having an idea when you're coming up with something uh when a little problem little problem comes up you they can help you with it and then when a big problem comes up they already know you they know what's going on so yeah it never hurts and and i think that that is a great way for small business owners too to build a relationship they're going to end up finding finding out things they never knew about their businesses um, and opportunities they may never have thought of because you'll become part of this network. You'll become part of the webinars and the meetings we have. And if I could just throw out, you know, yesterday was SBDC day. Um, and that's something we've done for six years now because we kind of realized that being a best-kept secret is really poor marketing strategy. <laughs> so we're out on the Internet and Facebook having events and having events with small business owners so that the folks who have been successful with us are meeting other folks who are who are working with us, making connections, and just doing all that giving back and interlock, like you pointed out, Tom, the kind of things where, hey, I need that, and I'd rather buy it from you than the very big box store or whatever. Uh, and that's... Yeah, that as much as anything else is what we're there for. We're trying to be a facilitator. And that's that's an important one. I, I will share with you an experience I had. Um, I have lots of friends who work within the SBDC. I get to visit with them. I get to hear stories and things. And there's one I remember particularly of a, a person owned a business. Uh, I got to meet the person and got to have a discussion with them. And... During the discussion, this person talked about the problems they were having. Uh, in in my line of work, that's what I generally get is, here's my problem. I, I have I think I can count three times I've had someone who has called me and said, can I talk to you a few minutes? I go, sure, love to visit with people about business. And these three times it was, business is great. I'm making lots of money. I owe nobody anything. And it's just off the charts. And I go, and you're calling me for what reason? <laughs> And in each of the cases, it was, I'm a 
afraid that I'm going to lose my edge. I'm losing my competitive edge. Yep. What what do I need need to do? But in visiting with a, a different person one day, he was telling me about I've got problems. I've got big problems. And I said, well, what are you doing to solve them? And this person told me about someone who is a uh, one of these, well, I don't have nice words to say for them, but one of these people who you can hire to solve all kinds of problems for you. And he says, I have been with one of these, this his group that he's got for a bunch of years. Matter of fact, my last business I had over these years, and it failed, and I've got this one, and now I'm up to a gold level in his program. Oh, well, you know, what does gold level bring to you that you can't do elsewise? And I said, you know, here's the question I got to ask you. You've been with this person for years. You had a business that failed. You've got another business now that's failing. Why aren't you talking to the SBDC? They don't have gold membership or silver membership or platinum membership. They just have highly qualified people who will listen to what your concern is and will take and will help you to take and uh, resolve it, to take advantage of it, uh, to make it whatever it may possibly be in your business. I mean, that's that's the service that I'm seeing that SPDC is providing to people. And yes, the, that best kept secret is not good. Uh, how do we take and get more people to take and and go out and uh, and, and find these, you know, this assistance. It's call your SBDC. Go to America's SBDC's website. Do this. Um, on today's SBDC day, Greg, you said uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. We go. What uh, in the state of Missouri? What did you do special for SBDC? Day? So uh, SBDC day is is, a, is always a big day for for uh, all of the SBDCs across the network. And uh, yesterday. Uh, our governor, Mike Parsons, was kind enough to, to, to provide us a proclamation that declared yesterday as State SBDC Day. Uh, so uh, we also had our State of the SBDC webinar uh, where we get on and talk about all of the great accomplishments that, that we've had over the, over the past year, uh, some of our success stories that, that everyone is always interested to hear. Uh, we had, uh, you know, most of our centers had local events with local stakeholders, and uh, uh, you know, social media was was a buzz with with events a, around uh, SBDC Day. But it's always a fun day. And, and to go back to something T said, it it helps us increase our awareness. So, uh, but, you know, the pandemic I always like to say did bring the SBDCs out of the shadows because we did become at least in Missouri and in most states. I know in Arkansas as well. You know, that premier service provider for these businesses during the pandemic. So SBDC Day was a, a great opportunity for us just to have some fun and to get the name and, and the word out about the great things that we do. So, Greg, let me ask you another question. So as you and I here in the middle part of the country, uh, life was going along, things were okay for most of us, and then here it came, the big disaster of last year coming up right on about about a year when all the world seemed to have shut down on us what changed in the way that your state sbdc operated both from the standpoint of what you were doing different and those who were the clients of the missouri sbdc what what all happened at that point in time because i would expect you would be somewhat a a representative of what would have happened in the other areas 
So instantly, our ability to provide those face-to-face services, of course, stopped. Uh, And most of the traditional uh, tools that we had in terms of financing and marketing were were obsolete almost instantly. Uh, So most of us, and, and when I say most of us, not only the Missouri network, but SBDCs across the country really pulled together and started to learn from one another. And, uh, you know, really, we had all used Zoom and and tools similar to Zoom before, but all of a sudden, we're doing three or four webinars a day uh, on different topics that we were creating to address the new programs coming up from the Small Business Administration to address the new, new problems that our businesses had. Uh, and we, were, we, we had to instantly resort to a dependence on technology. Uh, and on our, uh, on our website, to T's point, we began uh, leveraging our uh, website to intake clients because our centers were instantly you know, flooded with those calls and those uh, businesses uh, uh, calling in. So we had to really leverage our partnerships and expand our network uh, through additional partnerships, but primarily through technology that allowed us to, to really expand what we do. And we served about 50% more clients in uh, 2020 and 2021 uh, than we had in previous years. So that really stretches the resources that a state SBDC would have, uh, yet you, you managed to take and address it. And I, I, you know, I, I, I sometimes feel guilty saying it, Tom, but I, I think it made us a better network. It certainly made us a more efficient network. Uh, and, uh, you know, as, as, as you alluded to earlier and T said, we're not just an organization, you know, sitting in a hallway in Columbia, Missouri. We're, our, our people live in these communities, so they're vital parts of these communities. So, you know, there's a, there are personal connections in these communities. And, and during the pandemic, you know, we were all in this together, and, and we had to learn and literally evolve overnight. And, uh, uh, you know, we just had to change the way we're doing things. But the, through America's SBDC, the states are sharing best practices. You know, I, uh, we, in, the, in the SBDC, we have a phrase called R&D, and typically that's research and development but we call it rob and duplicate. So if Arkansas is doing something great, uh, then, then, then I'm going to pick up what Arkansas is doing because, you know, uh, uh, many of the small businesses have similarities uh, across the area. So, so we really pulled together and worked together to expand our services and, and, and accelerated our use of technology. Uh, I have seen some examples of that. I think of one I saw uh, – a couple of years ago with the uh, state of Iowa with their online marketing that they created, mm-hmm. uh, that big website mm-hmm. to introduce businesses. To, and then I noticed that uh, other SBDCs learning from that, picking up on it and, and adding it to, to what they're doing in their state. And it's like, wow, very, very attentive. What do you see? Go ahead, Greg. So we are at the point where things are changing somewhat. I, I noticed that we're not too far away from where airlines are not going to require the mask on them. Uh, someone was quoted recently saying, we're going away from a, a pandemic to, I think they called it an endemic-like flu. It's a cycle to it, but it doesn't shut the, the entire world down. Uh, 
What is it in your state as an SBDC, having gone through all that you've gone through over this last year, what do you see coming up as a, a change in what you're going to be doing in the, in the coming year? So, Tom, it was it, so what we've already begun doing, and it was something uh, UNT were discussing earlier, we have these physical locations and people contact those locations, but many of those businesses, you know, when you said, you know, hey, if I have a business and there's, I have no problems, can I reach out to the SBDC? I wish businesses would do that, but they, in my experience, my 22 years of experience, the vast majority of them don't do that. So we started reaching out to those businesses. So, so I have a couple of people on our staff that have sales in their background, and they're good at getting doors open. So, so we're trying to, to approach a lot of those businesses that may not have a problem or, or even more obvious, may not know they have a problem. Uh, so we're, we're trying to reach out to those businesses, and that's something we learned during the pandemic as, as the initial onslaught of queries were coming in through our website and our centers, we had to reach back out to a lot of those people because we just didn't have the capacity to, to, to answer the phone every time someone called. And, and we realized many of those, when we reached back out to them, well, the problem is over or, or every crisis is, is finished. But what, one of the things we learned uh, many of the businesses in, in, well, many of the businesses across the country are owned by baby boomers. Uh, many of those, many of those rural businesses. When I look at the percentage of of rural business ownership in Main Street America in northern Missouri, it's scary the percentage of those that are owned by baby boomers. So something we've done, and I know SBDCs across the country are doing, is becoming more proactive into reaching out to those businesses to try to help them plan for the future through, you know, uh, new ownership, succession planning, uh, some type of, of uh, employee ownership through a co-op or an ESOP or something like that. So we've worked to become more and more proactive in reaching out to those businesses. That's good because I, I find that there's a whole lot of the uh, let me sell you something people out there, like mm-hmm. that one person mm-hmm. I was just mentioning out there, and it's like, folks, no, just no. There's, there's just too 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 many. I attended an event in Orlando last week and listened to a person in speaking to a group, and in ooh 50 minutes in a, of a session at a, at a conference, spent about 20 of it telling you, here's how to hire me. And I, yeah. you know, I just cringe that I, just, I I could not. I just want to stand and go. SBDC, call call SBDC. They've got great people over there. They can help you. That's well, that's the. And if I, if I you, could, Tom, that's to one of told. those those things too. Is is you know when you when you talk about the the no cost assistance and the expertise we have, it sounds almost too good to be true. So so we're 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 fighting that as well. You know we're. We're here to help at no cost, and you know it, it does sound too good to be true. Okay. Well, now let's test this one. So we have a disclaimer here: Are there things, whether they be webinars online or whether they be live events, are there some things out there that are a fee-based event? We do have some of our trainings. We'll do on a cost recovery basis, or uh, you know, we'll bring in some type of specialty, for example, and I know they do this in Arkansas as well. 
we have a lot of events around uh, small business innovation research grants for typically a faculty member. Uh, and these are, are grants for, uh, you know, cutting-edge innovations. And, you know, if we'll, we'll, we'll have to, to bring in grant writers or, or guest speakers, and, and there are some charges for some of our training, but in terms of our counseling, there, there's never a charge for, for any of our counseling services. That, that's an important point to stress. If you were a small business owner and you contact the SBDC in your office, they are going to put you with the appropriate individual, not just the next one up the line, the appropriate individual who can help with your business and for the counseling that you would have both online, when I say online, like in a Zoom meeting, mm-hmm. or when appropriate in a face-to-face. Folks, you are not paying for that. There is no fee for that. There's no hidden, by the way, if you want the bonus, you've got to do this one. That person is there to help you out to know that person on a first name basis and they know your business exactly exactly so so greg another question to ask you Uh, word has it that there is a uh, a new sbdc annual report can you expand on that uh, sure, it's a it's a uh, an online report uh, that uh, again gives us the opportunity to really, you know, I'll, I'll say really tout what we do uh, and 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 brag about our services. It illustrates our economic impact, and I don't know if that's a boring word, but these are the jobs we create, the capitalization we help generate, and and one of the one of the key uh, characteristics of the SBDC that a lot of people don't understand, Tom, is. I can't report economic impact unless my client says, you help me do this. You help me start this business. Or you, and they have, to, they have to say that in writing. So the numbers we provide are numbers that our clients have, have told us that, that we generate. So we get to tout some of those numbers on our annual report. Uh, and and uh, we get to list some of our success stories, some of those community-based businesses uh, uh, you know that that where we come in, you know, we always talk about helping businesses, but we're really changing lives. We're helping people, you know, in many cases establish a lifestyle they're looking for through just some improvements in their business, and and a lot of that comes out in this annual report. Uh, 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 but but there's a lot of information in there that really allow us to tout some of our successes and as well as as some of the opportunities that we have going forward. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there is a listener to tonight's program that, uh, knowing what the su- subject matter was, shared with me uh, a letter, an email that had been sent to a uh, an SBDC counselor, and in it says, thank you, with an exclamation point. And they're mentioning that they have a, a meeting tomorrow with their uh, their accountant and says, this is what I'm telling my SBDC counselor. I am so thankful to have you helping me. From what I have had in my conversations with you, these are the questions that I am now going to be able to ask my accountant and and talk to them. And this person has told me, my financial statement was a mess. It was a disaster. I did not understand what was in there. And now, 
their understanding. And this person shared with me the questions. I mean, there's some really good questions. I go, wow. I mean, this person is really thinking about stuff, um, trying to get prepared to talk to their, their accountant. Uh, and how do I do this? And what about this one? And, uh, you know, I'm just impressed with it. Golly, this, this person's making a, a lot of progress. And the most important thing, right up the top, saying, I am so thankful to have you helping me. Pretty dead and, good. And we have thousands of examples of that. You know, again, not, not to brag, Tom, but we, we have literally thousands of examples of those types of stories. Uh, and that's, again, that's the benefit. That's what the SBDC does. You know, we talk about the business assistance, but we help people, you know, we, we help them improve their lives through their business, which is, which is their career. So, so we have thousands of examples like that. And when you create businesses like that, you wind up with people like my friend Mark Stoner, who uh, did this thing for people in, in the relief. Uh, I should to brag about small business owners. Many years ago, when 9-11 hit, once we got back to flying, I, I was flying across the United States and saw, uh, laying on the seat in an airplane, a copy of USA Today. And uh, looking through it, and it was this big restaurant celebration thing. It's like restaurants across the United States are going to take and uh, do a, a dinner tonight for a bit of the people who were in the restaurants from 9-11. Yep. All those whose you know, family members who were lost. And it said, this restaurant's doing this. And, of course, these are all national restaurants doing this, doing this, doing this, and here's what they're giving. Not to make light of them. You know, someone's saying, I'm giving 5% of profits, I'm doing this, and it, it was all good, but I will be brash enough to say there was a lot of tokenism to it. And mm -hmm. it said in there, look at your local, um, on this website, and look at community, put in your zip code, and there you will see who else of local businesses is participating in this event tonight? So I have a layover somewhere. I type in my zip code, and I see a restaurant. It is a locally owned restaurant. And this owner said, can you come to my restaurant tonight? And this is my arrangement. Everything that you eat, your entire bill, is contributed to this cause for this relief. Whatever you tip my staff will go to my staff. But what you are tipping somebody with a contribution to this cause. Went into the restaurant, took, took my wife, my sons, and I said, eat whatever you want. This is a good cause. Let's, <laughs> let's enjoy it and make a big contribution to it. And the gentleman who owned the restaurant was walking around talking to people, and I got up from my seat and, and talked to him, and I said, you know, this is why I seek out local businesses. This is why I want to do business with you and why I love coming to your restaurant. For one, I just, I've always enjoyed it. But this is neat, and it makes me proud to be a small business owner. And the man said, 
you know, it's only one day. That's all it is. This is just one day out of the entire year, and this is me contributing. Now, the unfortunate line is he died a couple months later. But the restaurant that I went to eat in is what is known today as a chain restaurant called Bonefish Grill. Oh, sure. Ah. Okay. You know, that is, what, to me, one of the important things of SBDC, that you're helping someone with a small business, and I constantly find small business owners to be the most kind and giving and loving people that do things to take care of their community. Not, not trying to bash the big boys, but just saying, you know, it's the local owners who are out there and are really making a difference as to, to what's going on out there. That, that's important. Um, Greg, let's, let's try to blow people away with a number. State of Missouri... How many? Just how? How many people did you have over your normal year for uh, during? So, so last year we served just under six thousand small businesses uh, in the in the state of Missouri in one year. Uh, over the past three years, we've helped eight hundred and eight businesses start in the state of. Now these are businesses still in existence, and we've uh, supported over 46,000 jobs through those small businesses. And that's just the state of Missouri. Yep. And that's a business, and each business has a number of employees within it. Exactly, exactly. And each of those employees has a family. Exactly. And then when you look at the statistics as to how many extra jobs, auxiliary jobs are created because that local business calls a local plumber to come fix something, calls a local electrician to come take care of their lights, calls another local business to do something else. I personally see things out there of people saying, oh, you've got to support the local, local business uh, like you've got to help save them. And I've always said, no, you don't need to help save them. They just, they earn your business. They should get your business because they earn it, because they are out there taking care of your town, and they raise dollars per person working in them and per, per square foot that their business occupies than any of the big businesses out there. And uniquely, when you see uh, my town, big mass merchant here, and there's a couple of traffic lights that are put in on the highway, get people in and out of their business. When a small business comes to town, you don't see them at the government saying, hey, I want my own special traffic light or I want you to give me four lanes coming in or out. They really don't make that big of a dent in the cost for that small business to be within your community. T, nationally, yes, sir. how about an example? Nationally. Tell us, give us, Greg has, has shared one nationally. Uh, nationally, let's see. Nationally, last year, well, like I said, six billion dollars in capital. We helped over two hundred and fifty thousand businesses nationally. 
And our results, you know, and you can go see this on our uh, on our um, annual report, which is up on our website. You know, you look under who we are and what we talk about is our results because that's what we're all about. <laughs> and we helped create last year something on the order of 97,000 jobs nationwide. A hundred and and you know we returned. $188 million in revenue to the federal government. Um, and they only spent 130 some on million on us. So we made them some money, which is always a good thing. That's appreciated by everybody. Yeah. Well, we made, uh, you know, and we helped produce $367 million in state revenue because uh, and there's always more going on than you'd think. You know, and that's pretty good. That's a two dollar and seventy five cent return on every dollar. And that's quite a return. Yeah, and we're you know, like I said, we help our our clients produce seven point six billion dollars in sales. That's a hundred thousand dollars more in sales every seven minutes, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so we're out there um, creating creating opportunity for folks, and you know, hundred thousand dollars in financing is like every eight minutes or eight and a half minutes or something like that. Um, and you know, let's face it. Finance is the lifeblood of a small business. You know, it's cash flow. And during the pandemic, we, we, I'll just give you some information about, you know, in California, and obviously California is what, like the fifth largest economy in the world if it was a country all by itself. And in that Mm -hmm. first year of the pandemic, our California SBDC counts on more than 44,000 small business clients and helped them get uh, one, a little over one and a quarter billion dollars in, in funding. And that was just in 2020. Their client, their client engagement, you know, their counseling and everything else increased by over 191%. Um, I mean, when Greg, they did it. Yeah. They did it, and at the same time, they were facing the same pressures, you know, like Greg was talking about, as everyone else. We can't go meet our clients. We can't go to the office. But we've got to shift. We've got to pivot, figure out how to get this going. And we not only figured it out, we figured it out and helped twice as many people. Yep. (laughs) But that, but you know, we have to be entrepreneurial the same way our clients have to. They've, you know, we understand that they're under a lot of pressure. Um, so that's why we were helping them uh, provide personal protective equipment. You know, in a lot of states, the SBDCs were helping the state programs do that, get that personal protective equipment out to them. And we were helping them figure out how to become an online store, or helping the restaurants figure out how am I going to switch over to takeout? 
you know, um, and helping all of the state programs. You know, um, there's still the uh, what's it, the American Rescue Plan Act mm-hmm. funding mm-hmm. out there, and states are still using that money, and SBDCs are out there helping those states make get that money out to assist small businesses, to assist the communities. Um, and I really think well, that right there is a reason. Yeah. So that's a reason mm-hmm. right there for people listening tonight and listening to our recording is to later take and say, hmm, I should call my SBDC and ask to mm-hmm. be assigned an advisor. I need to learn about this. Does this Absolutely. apply to me? You betcha. Okay. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate the opportunity to take and share with SBDC Day and to help share the message out there. Uh, we wholeheartedly at, at Profits Plus endorse the idea of the SBDC and telling people you really need to take and contact them, become a part of the program. Uh, I need to make one quick announcement to uh, everyone. When we get back together for next month, our guest is going to be Cliff Duvernol who is uh, going to discuss with us how a small business can create a podcast to position you with an audience of, of a, your marketplace. We uh, were contacted by his organization. It seems that the average business in America that takes and does a, a podcast lasts uh, something like a, a few short episodes. I think it's like 10 or 12 episodes. And when he found us, he says, you realize that your podcast has in existence more years than most people even have episodes of their podcast. And I go, yeah, we, we've been doing this for, for quite a while here and enjoying <laughs> it. And he will be with us when we, we get together. Because when we have programs like this, we get to have the very people talking tonight. So with that, Greg Tucker from Missouri, thank you for your time this evening. T. Rowe, President of America's SBDC, thank you both for coming and being with me on the program tonight. Oh, thank you, thank Tom. you for having us, Tom. Appreciate yep, yep. it. Thanks, gentlemen. And with everyone, we're going to sign off right here. Thanks for joining us for tonight's Small Business Conversations. It has been our pleasure to share fresh ideas and trends from premier small business owners, coaches, and resources. Join Tom Shea and guests next month right here on Small Business Conversations from Profits Plus Solutions. This is PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Visit our website to learn more about us at ProfitsPlus.org. There you will find our catalog of small business conversations, articles and advisories, news, meeting planners, calculators and resources. Also, we invite you to connect with Profits Plus Solutions on our various social media channels. Please like or connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, SlideShare, Twitter, and YouTube. We have links to all our social media channels on our homepage at ProfitsPlus.org. Thank you for joining us.